Well, tonight we're taking it another level up. I promised you that we're going to be chatting to our lovely guest. Her name is Vela Wallace, and she is a writer, she's a speaker, and she's also a business executive. And she wrote a very um, interesting and, and powerful article entitled, When God Seems Silent. And she joins us now on the line, and she's joining us from Florida in the United States of America. Good evening. Hello, Tanya. I'm so pleased to be on your program. We are so pleased to have you with us. And let me just tell you, South Africa is so glad to have someone of your caliber coming to chat to us, especially on such an important topic. Thank you very much. Now, Vola, you you write about a time in your life, and if you'll allow me, I'll just start and, and read a very short extract from the article, just the beginning part. You say... Ten years ago, it seemed as though God had packed up, moved far away, and left me no forwarding address. I was unable to sense his promptings and overall presence as I searched for him during trying times. I felt abandoned, confused, and terribly alone. The year had actually started off on a positive note. In January, I'd realized a lifelong dream, the publication of my first book. The spring months were jammed with talk show interviews, a stepped-up speaking schedule, blessings were everywhere. In the midst of it all, God gave me a vision to start a new ministry for Christians in the workplace. I was on a roll. But this roll soon unraveled. Tell us what happened, Verla. Well, it began to unravel because very shortly thereafter, uh, the recession, a, a, a very bad recession, not like the one we've just come out of, but a, a recession and the economy took place in this summer of uh, that year. And uh, even though I felt like I was on an excellent place with God, my I felt like my quiet times were very rich and God's directions were clear and I was getting green lights everywhere and I felt like, okay, there's a lot happening in my life, but I can handle it because God's right here by my side giving me right. clear direction on you know what to, to do and what to lay down and what to let go of. And then um, things started happening that affected my income and my heart and my emotions and uh, my health. And I had a small consulting business that... Uh, helped to support my ministry activities, and uh, I had clients that were canceling uh, their uh, contracts because their own uh, business was had sharply dropped, and some of them weren't paying their bills, and future projects were were put on hold, and um, and then so that cut drastically into my income, and I had added uh, at the expense just a, a little while before that of launching a new ministry called Life Chasers. Uh, which um, existed for about 10 or 12 years. And uh, and so I had put some front money into that to kind of get it going. And so that took a big hit on my finances right at the same time. Mm. And, uh, and then I had uh, fibromyalgia, which is a, a pain syndrome. And uh, I desperately re- relied on my health insurance. And about that time, my health insurance provider filed for bankruptcy. So it seemed like everything was falling apart. And uh, I began to plead with God. I'd say, oh, what am I supposed to do here? I know you're in charge. I know you're sovereign. Show me here how I'm supposed to, what my next step should be. I, I'm just, I'm a middle-aged woman on my own. I'm hurting. And uh, I just felt like God was totally silent. 
And in those times, Bula, you say that God actually took you through a journey where he revealed so much about this particular journey that you were on. And you have such amazing points that you've come up with, like God is not absent, silence doesn't mean nothing's happening. Silence forces us to get real with God. And you say that it's a spiritual opportunity for authenticity and for you to grow and deepen in in, in your relationship with God. Let's start off with the first one. Silence is not absence. What did you learn about this particular point during that time? Well, if you stop and think about your most treasured relationships here on earth, like a spouse or a close sibling or a very best friend, you uh, know that there are times in the relationships if you're really close to someone, you don't have to be talking all the time. Right. Um, you're comfortable with the silence. But if you have uh, a relationship that you're not secure in or if you don't know them very well or you're not sure you can completely trust that person, we tend to just chatter on and, and have to fill the void. And I... I had always felt like, well, God and I have to be in this chit-chat all the time when I'm with him or else, because um, I did, you know, I'm in the presence of God. This yes. is pretty scary. And I thought I have to be blabbering all the time or he has to be saying something. And in our family, I joke about the fact that we were all talkers and the only time it was quiet in our house was when no one was home. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I remember one time asking God, are you listening to me? Come on. I mean, I'm just desperate here. And then, I mean, I just felt in my spirit just as clear as if it was my own voice, but it was just really the Holy Spirit. I felt like saying to me, child, of course I'm listening. I've been here all along. I promise never to leave you or forsake you. Would you like to listen for a while? Like, shut up, girl, and listen for a while. Yeah. And I just, I think I, I like you, I, I don't know if you know anything about my background in broadcasting, I was so intrigued to read about your background because I spent many years before I went into the business world in um, Chicago in uh, radio yeah. working for the network as a newscaster and a reporter. And uh, and as you know, it's just talk, 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 talk. I did talk shows. Yeah. And so you tend to carry that over in your private life. And I didn't really know how to take advantage of silence. I thought it was some kind of a punishment if somebody wasn't talking to me. Mm. And I think God used that to get at a very uh, key thing in my life that was missing. And that was how to sit with God in an intimate relationship that didn't require that he had to be talking to me all the time. And it sort of shifts the relationship away from words mm. and transactions, like I need this, you give me this, uh, to intimacy where you're just hanging together with each other's company and you know and you believe with all your heart that this person is for you and that they care and that they wouldn't dream of abandoning you and mm. it's going to be all right. And uh, when the noise and the racket in life stops, I think it gives our chance, our hearts a chance rather to calm down and go deeper mm. and let the Holy Spirit's power just sweep over us in a sort of a balm, um, like a, a lotion that will just ease our spirits. And you know, opportunity to fall in love with Him all over again. And I think it's during those moments of silence that God's voice is the loudest, and for a change, yes. there's less of you and more of Him. Yes, yes. And I think about that uh, 
the uh, story uh, in the Bible where um, Ezekiel was running for his life, or not Ezekiel, Elijah, yes. Ezekiel and Elijah, I'm getting confused, where he was running from um, Jezebel's, uh, had a contact on his life, and he was tired, he had just had this great victory over uh, all of the, the uh, false gods that were, you know, the, the her priests were trying to hold up as just, you know, all of their correct gods, and then they were out for hunting for him. They're chasing down and killing him. And he got so scared, and he was running for 40 days. And then uh, God, he ended up in a cave, and uh, he didn't hear God in the whirlwind. He didn't hear God in uh, all of the you know the different things that were brought to him as ways that God had spoken to him in the past. But God came to him in a really small voice. And I thought the only way that he could have heard that still small voice is if he himself had finally calmed down and stopped the racket, stopped the running, stopped the fear, stopped his heart racing how so loud it was beating louder than he could even hear God, mm. and just um, listen. Mm. Listening is a lost art. You know, Villa, I want to talk about the importance of trusting God through the silent moments. And I'm also going to give our listeners an opportunity to also perhaps share with you and also maybe, you know, pick your mind about going through the season of silence because I think that's really what it is. It's a season. You know, it has a beginning yes. and it has an end. And, and, and it's a type of a, a season that you have to go through it, no matter how much you fight it, no matter how frustrated, yes. Yes. you know, if that's where God has put you at that time you know the season will not end until it is time for the season to end oh eight nine one exactly right Oh eight nine one one oh four two oh seven oh eight nine one one oh four two oh seven. That's the number that you can use to reach us here in the studio. Joining us from Florida in the United States of America is writer, speaker, Vella Wallace. She's on the line and she's right here for you. Now Vella, tell us about um tell us about time. I mean God's understanding of time or God's operation of time is very different from ours. We are limited yes. by twenty four yes. hours at a time. You know, and, and God yes. operates outside of that. What did you learn about yes. time during this period of silence? I, I really felt the biggest thing I learned was that God is not interested in my timetable. Uh, I, I wouldn't say he's not interested. Let's just say it's not the most important thing. God has purposes for the world and me in particular and you and he doesn't measure it in terms of nice, neat, tidy okay, this is the next step on her resume, this is the next step that she wants to accomplish, this makes the most sense. He's really not interested in all of that. And there's so many things about his purposes for my life that I don't even know the details about, of all the things that have to come about first or um, all the things that I'm not ready for yet that he has to prepare me for before he can bring it into my life, even if it's a good thing. And so he, I, I really had to learn over repeated periods of uh, silence when God will put me through another journey of wilderness, I would say, because I think it does happen mm. uh, more than once in a Christian life. And so you hope to have learned from the last time so that the next time you're wiser. But one of the things I've learned is that I can't think in terms of a timetable as if my timetable must be met because God, if you believe that he knows what he's doing, and your life is safer with him than anyone else, 
and he's the best alternative for your life, then you have to let go of the rules that you impose on him Mm. that say, no, it has to happen by the time I'm 30. It Mm. has to happen this way. It has to happen with this employer. It has to happen with this man who I want to be my husband. I have to get well by this time. I have uh, an illness that uh, is a lifelong illness that I will never get over. It's... um, fibromyalgia, and I pleaded with God to heal me of that because I thought I would be much more valuable to his kingdom if I didn't have to deal with the the side effects of this. But he didn't choose to heal me. However, he told me very clearly in some of these times when he did speak to me that that would not impede my ability to minister for him, but he would be strong through it, and then he would get most of the glory, all of the glory he deserves. And so I just keep coming up against again and again in the silent times, even more so than in regular times, this idea that God doesn't operate the way I operate. operate, And I can't keep expecting him to operate uh, my way or on my timetable because that's not... I mean, if I could explain and understand and and be like God, one of us would be unnecessary. Mm. And, you know, I don't... I really believe that uh, I have to stop acting like I can figure God out. I can't always figure him out, and he doesn't owe me an explanation. I'm grateful for the times when he does explain what he's doing in my life, but he's God, and he can do whatever he pleases, whenever he pleases. And when I find God to be his child, which I am so forever grateful for, I I think I mistakenly had the idea that somehow um, he would ask my permission before he abandon my life or something, and that isn't the way he works. But he's infinitely fair, and he knows what he's doing, and um, at some point you have to say, all right, God, this wouldn't have been my timetable. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, And I can share many stories with you about that if you wish, but I I want to give your listeners a chance to a word in 0891-104-207 0891-104-207 my guest is Vola Wallace and she's joining us from Florida in the USA and we're just having a chat about those times when God seems silence and the critical lessons that we can learn out of it and how we can also use those times to grow spiritually she's here if you've got a question for her you also want to share your own experiences with her she's on the line 891 in Johannesburg, Temba, good evening. Uh, good evening, Kenny. Thanks good for taking my call. Thank you. Um, I think I just want to contribute basically uh, to the discussion. Yes. Um, yes, there will be time when it seems like God is silent and is not saying anything about our situation. But I think we must also remember that God talks to us in many ways. Right. Sometimes yes. when it sounds like God is not saying anything, it's not yes. because he's not saying anything. Maybe he's not saying, number one, what we would like to hear, and number two, yes. maybe he's saying something, but in a way that we did not expect him um, yes. to talk to us. So God yes. has always a way for our situation. Yes. We must just learn totally to be agree. open open in the ways he speaks to us, adapt whenever he comes to us from a different angle. That's the contribution I wanted to make. But he's always having a way for every situation that we are faced with in our life, especially 
as our father. Mm. Yes. Wow. In fact, I totally agree with your listener. uh, Silence, in fact, this article that you referenced at the top of your show uh, includes the the whole point that he makes about silence doesn't mean that nothing is happening. Um, I can give you an excellent example of that recently in our lives. uh, My husband uh, had sold his business up in the northern part of the United States, and we were planning to uh, retire to a warmer climate, which would help my my health. And so uh, we put our house on the market uh, to sell it. And uh, we thought it was a, a lovely, modest home, but very lovely, and we thought it would have no problem selling. It was in a very desirable location. Um, and so we had really thought God was leading us to make plans we actually been visiting several cities in the Midwest and further south in the warmer climates to see which one, you know, he might lead us to. And uh, it took, we were just stunned that it took three years and five failed real estate contracts with people who backed out or they couldn't get their financing or whatever. And we, we thought, Lord, what, what, what is going on? Mm. And it just seemed like God wasn't helping us at all, that we didn't have any idea. We, we felt like he had told us to prepare to make a change, and we were trying to do that, and this was just unbelievably disappointing and time-consuming and expensive. And meanwhile, the bottom had fallen out of the market, and so we thought we are going to lose a lot of money. And to, to your guests, uh, to your uh, caller's suggestion, we said nothing is happening. Little did we know that behind the scenes, a lot was going on, and it would be a very long story, which I don't want to take up all the time to explain, but um, three years later, uh, we ended up going to a different city than we thought we were supposed to be going to, mm-hmm. one that opened up that we, we wouldn't have known about. We went to Naples, Florida, because my mother had just moved there and was in failing health, uh, and she needed someone to come down there, along with my sister, uh, to sort of aid in her care. Um, and there were other reasons also when we found out that the place that we had picked in the middle part of the United States, the weather patterns had changed, and it was just as, going to be just as ferocious a weather as where we were coming from. And all of that, it's, it, I'm, I'm short-circuiting a long story, but all of that happened, and we didn't realize it, but there were certain circumstances that hadn't happened yet. And so God was at work behind the scenes, and it, we ended up, my mother wasn't even in Florida when we first started trying to sell our home. And uh, there wasn't a job available for my husband at that time, and there wasn't a whole lot of things that were going to happen, need to happen. And so we had to wait for those things to play out. But God didn't tell me anything other than, trust me, you're right where you're supposed to be. Right. I know what I'm doing, uh, and, and sometimes not even that. And it was only with hindsight looking back that I was able to see that, yes, there very much was something happening. And also, at the same time, he was really doing a major work in my character about trust and not being panicked and being controlled by my circumstances. Mm. 0891-104-207. 0891-104-207 is the number that she can use to connect with our guest. Her name is Verla Wallace, and she's joining us from Florida in the USA. In Freyhead, Mr. Mslungu, good evening. Uh, good evening, uh, Sister and uh, FFM listeners. How are you uh, this afternoon? We're very well, thank you. Yes, uh, I, I I congratulate the lady that is overseas that we are listening to on quite a serious topic uh, that says 
uh, when God... Tanya, Tanya could, you re- could you repeat what he's saying? Because I'm having a hard time understanding, hearing him at my end. Oh, okay. He's just saying that um, he's grateful to have you uh, talking on such a, a serious topic. Um, is his line not uh, too clear on your end? Yeah. Thank uh, you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Thank Mr. Mshungu. Okay. You know, I was still saying, I, I call her a great lady for such a serious topic that says when God seems silent. Uh, it is quite a serious topic because we, we as Christians would also... Uh, like and love to feel as if God is, act, is always actively talking to us. Whereas, in fact, in life, we must have time of some silence so that we must have uh, uh, time to listen and meditate and ponder over what God is speaking to silently. Because when uh, it seems to be active, then you don't hear much. So uh, in this busy world, you must have time of quietness and some silence. So it's good when uh, in your life God seems to be silent. I think in his silence, it's, uh, he is so loud in your life. In his, because God works miraculously. When you think he's silent, that's when he's loud. Because you, you must have time to listen through actions, through whatever comes away from God. Then you're able to reshape your life and shape other people's lives around you. So it's important that it must seem that God is silent, whereas in fact he's not silent, but he forces you to, to come down a little bit in this busy schedule of hours on earth, so that you can have time with him, so that you can know exactly uh, what to do at a given time. So I, I want to say thank you very much to that lady uh, that uh, is, 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 is worrying herself such a serious topic for us as Christians. Thank you, Siskan and FFM listeners. Thank you very much. Well, I'm not sure how much of that you heard. Um, but no, it's very... I, I, I apologize. At my end, it sounded a little bit muffled. I, I really am sorry. No, 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 it's okay. He was just really saying thank you to you for bringing this topic oh. to us. And he's saying that, you know, it's important to have times of silence. And those are the times for meditation, for pondering, and for really you know, yes. being in a space of stillness. And on that very point, you, you also make a very good point here, uh, Vela, of saying it's time for us to get in the Word of God during times of silence. Yes. And, you yes. know, you talk about memory scriptures. You talk about, you know, speaking the Word of God, confessing the Word of God. That, you know, times of silence are times for us to just really start, you know, refreshing ourselves with what the, the word of the Lord says. Yes. It, it, in fact, sometimes with the uh, busyness of life, we become so consumed with our circumstances and our to-do lists and uh, our responsibilities that um, we forget the promises that God has left us in his word that are our anchor when everything else seems to be chaotic. And uh, I, I was just thinking uh, as we spoke uh, about a scripture that I have taped on my dashboard in my car that is the current one that I'm meditating on, um, and it's Psalm 32:18, and it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. And so there's some, a lot of promises in that one verse, and it's a, it's a positive tense, I will. God says, I will instruct you. I will counsel and watch over you. I will mm. teach you. So it's something that even if we don't feel it, our feelings and our circumstances are unreliable as far as a measure of God's interest in us. Um, and so that was a promise he made to all of us as believers. 
And so when I'm feeling sad or depressed or sick or like I don't understand where we're going and I don't get what the point is and I don't, I think it makes no sense that God is playing out something a particular way, I just go back to Scripture and, and God's Word says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Now, it doesn't mean I will instruct you and teach you by this Friday, and it doesn't say I will counsel you and tell you to go move to um, blah, 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 or I will watch over you the way you think you ought to be watched over. It, it, you, know, you don't get to dictate to God what that looks like, but it is a promise nonetheless. And um, I, I want to fall in love with God, not with his answers. Well, I want to be in love with his his word and with his person. Uh, and I think that uh, if I'm just coming to God like an answer man and I really find myself with my little list of, of requests and, and urgencies and all that, then I'm really not coming to God just because I'm really in love with him and I just want to be close to him and feel the peace that surrounds him. And uh, so I... But, the next best thing is for me to surround myself with his word and plant it in my heart because Satan, our enemy, just comes along and wants to destroy all that and say, well, where's God? If he really loved you, he mm. wouldn't let you lose your job. Well, we live in a fallen world. We're going to have a lot of bad things happen to us. I mean, I've been in three major car accidents, and I've had cancer, and I almost died giving birth to my daughter many years ago, and I mean, I've had a lot of things happen to me. God didn't bring those things on. We live in a crummy world that he's eventually going to conquer in terms of all the sickness and illness, and thank God for that. We can be promised that we are, have an inheritance that's going to um, give us an eternity with him that is completely full of hope and no sickness and no one lying to us, no one betraying us. Uh, it's And so the scripture reminds me of that so that I keep, my eye on the prize and not on my circumstances. I like that. I love what you said earlier on. I, I mean, I, I'm in love with God, not his answers. You know, it's, yes. it's, 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 it's not a, a benefits-reward program, you know, being a child of God. You know, we, we don't get yes. rewarded for good behavior and we get, you know, loved a little bit more when you're a little bit more good. You know, because yes. the world works like that. I mean, the world naturally works on rewards. You know, uh, you, yes. you do good, you get rewarded. You win the first prize, yes. you get a trophy. You you come yes. second, you're the loser. And so sometimes we think God works like that too. And he doesn't. Yes. Yes. Oh. And, you know, I always, people ask me, well, how long will God be silent? Yes. I, I don't know. It takes as long as it takes for him to do whatever he's doing behind the scenes or in your heart or in your character uh, or with your circumstances, and it will seem dark and lonely the whole time, but the dawn always follows the night. And so the darkness does end, and you will come out stronger. And, you know, I have found that the most... I've grown in my Christian life has always happened in the darkness and in the hard times. I just don't seem to grow as much when things are going perfectly. Maybe it's because I lean on God more and I'm, I'm called, I just am more desperate for Him and I, I spend more time in His presence and I'm listening harder. Um, but He has promised me that I will have everything I need to live the life that He has called me to live. And if I'm not getting a need met, right this minute when I need it, that I think I need it. Maybe it wasn't a real need mm -hmm. or something I was supposed to get in the first place, and maybe it wasn't the right time. And as one of your callers suggested, maybe you know, maybe God is 
doing something else, but he's always active in the world. He's not a passive God. So yes. that's, that's all over scripture as well. Wonderful. So we have to uh, make ourselves um, uh, calm. And in fact, Isaiah thirty fifteen says, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Absolutely. And so I, do, I believe that that's what God calls us to do, to hang tough, hang on to him, keep scripture very close to our hearts. And in Philippians 4, uh, that verse we often recite, uh, 5 through 7, where it says, don't be anxious about anything, uh, but with, uh, in prayer, in everything by prayer and petition, present your request to God and so on. What we forget is the phrase that comes right before that. And it says, the Lord is near. The Lord is near. So that's why we don't have to be anxious about anything and everything by prayer and petition, present our request to God and, and expect God's peace to give us understanding because the Lord is near. Is near. Oh, Vela Wallace, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the show. If you're joining us midway, my guest is Vela Wallace, and she's joining us from Florida, USA. She's a writer, speaker, business executive. She's had a successful career in journalism and in and in business. And like she said, lots of uh, similarities between us. You know, she spent yeah. four years, fourteen years as an award-winning news anchor, reporter. I was a news anchor. I was a reporter. I'm a Radio host. I'm a documentary producer. Hey, <laughs> we have to get together over tea sometime and talk. <laughs> I don't think so. I think so. I think I am going to have tea with you very, very soon. It's amazing how God can put people together, even from across the sea. To Him, we are all, you know, in the same space, and we are all one people. Yes. Vela, where can people uh, read more about you? Get a hold of your books. Do you have a website? Yes, I, well, uh, yes, I do. The website is called uh, Pilgrim on the Loose, www.pilgrim, P-I-L-G-R-I-M-O-N-T-H-E-L-O-O-S-E.com. It's a devotional blog, uh, and there's archives there, about two and a half years' worth of short uh, devotional uh, subjects that they can just scroll down and read and read and read. And um, I do have a book with and it can be ordered through Amazon.com or through uh, contacting me through the website. My uh, email address is um, verla, V-E-R-L-A, at verlawallace.com. Uh, and uh, I, I think I'm not, I think Amazon, I think, I'm sure I can send to Africa. I would just have to charge for the shipping charges. Yeah, 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 definitely. But, uh, yeah, the book is called Reality Check a survival manual for Christians in the workplace. And it, too, is not just for people who work in the work marketplace, but it's really a, a devotional-type book that gives a lot of stories and anecdotes and um, humor about my own life and about some of my own experiences and, and draws it back to Scripture and what God might be wanting to say to us. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. I've loved it. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. Thank you. Vela Wallace, they're joining us from Florida in the USA, sharing uh, her, her, her words of wisdom, pearls of wisdom, and just hoping that if you are going through that same season, that you have been greatly encouraged at this time. It's time for us to go back to the music right now.